Hey, what's up, everybody? Uh, our next guest is actually a medical director that never thought he was ever going to get into the cannabis industry, but now he is. Stay tuned, and we'll talk more to Dr. Thomas Rocco. Five, four, three, two, one. This is the Good Dudes Grow 2.0. On the Good Dudes Grow 2.0, we're here to let you know the importance of plant-based medicine and psychedelics on mental and physical health. We're bringing you stories of how these medicines have changed lives and can save lives. We want to teach you the healing power of plant-based medicine. This is the Good Dudes Grow 2.0. I'd like to welcome back Dr. Rocco to my show, Good Dudes Grow. I've had him in the beginning. It was a great conversation we had. We actually said we wanted to get on like on a monthly thing, but COVID hit. He got busy. I got busy. Everybody got busy. But for most people who don't understand, he's a medical director of the Rhode Island Medical Evaluation Center, uh, the only licensed and approved and recognized by the, uh, the Department of Health out in Rhode Island. You're, you're still a part of all that, correct? Give a little background am, on everybody yes. who haven't heard our first show. Right. So it's a... Uh, it's, uh, it's a little practice that I didn't start. It's actually a husband and wife, not in the medical field. Actually, one of the the husband is uh, has MS and has used medical marijuana. He has failed with any type of traditional treatment, and marijuana is what helps him the best. So he thought of it was difficult for him to get a license. He was one of the first people to get a license in Rhode Island. This is 15 years ago, and had the idea with his wife, let's start a practice where it's easier for patients to get licensed. It had nothing to do with like just getting it signed, but they wanted to do it the right way. And they started it with the Department of Health. They got a license with the Department of Health. They look over everything. Like they honestly make sure our records are are up to date. We have electronic medical records. We're crossing our I's, dotting, you know, crossing our T's, dotting our I's. We're uh, seeing follow-ups every six months. We see how they're doing, why they're failing. And it's been going on since 2011. And um, what it is, is just a place for patients to go to when their doctors don't either agree upon medical marijuana. They want to see if it fits one of their criteria in the state of Rhode Island. And if they do, and we get um, supporting evidence by medical records, we have them come in and we talk to them about not only this is how you get your license, but these are the strains you should look for for your issues. And it's been really, really a nice thing to do for me because when I first started, I knew nothing about medical marijuana. They don't teach it in med school back in the 90s. And, and now I at least have some type of way to speak to my patients. And that's what got me into CBD also because of the association between the two. So it's been going great. Um, it's, very, it's probably the most legitimate thing I do. And you think, oh, marijuana, legitimacy. <laughs> like we are, we, are, we are overburdened with doing it right. And that's what this family wants to do. And it's gone really well. So we, I, I can't find another practice in the country that has a license with the Department of Health that like this. And the best part of it has nothing to do with having the license. It is great communication. So when there's a question of a patient or even somebody younger with autism that is looking to do it, how we do it properly so that everybody's doing it the right way. And uh, it's gone really, really well. Uh, so I, I enjoy doing it. It's one of the few things that I do. Um, so, you know, that's how I got into this. And I knew nothing about it. Like I, they came to ask me to be like a doctor in this. And now I'm the medical director because I've been there the longest. And I, I was the worst person to ask. I never really did pot as a kid. Um, I knew nothing about it. And, um, and it's been one of, the, one of those things that's really helped me talk to patients about another way of treating 
certain different ailments. And as you know, in different states, there's different criteria. And in, I have to say in Rhode Island, it's very, very strict. Like they have 13 criteria and that's it. You know, so that's and it, it's worked out well for me just from my own education. But we're a place for doctors to reach out to us and also for, you know, other types of patients that are not sure about it. That, that, that's the cool thing because you're like me. I'm a firefighter for everybody who listens, who knows. I don't partake in the medical marijuana, but I, I got into it and I started educating myself on it like you and started seeing the benefits and started promoting it more and more and more and kind of see all these benefits. And it's like, I don't understand how people are still under, don't understand that this is an alternative way of, of getting medicine. It's not like, a, okay, we're not doing it that way. This is the best way. It's just another way when people have no other out. Is that correct? Right. Right. It absolutely is. And I, and I, don't really like the use of narcotics and I have my own personal stories with it, with patients, but narcotics to me are for two things. It's for short term after a surgery for a couple of days, maybe no more than a week and the end of life. Taking them every day is just not good for you. There's short lifespan of patients that are on chronic opioid use. But that's what I said. Look, I have, we can try something different and this is something that we can try and it does work. And the reason I know it works is because what we do is with the licensing of the patients of medical marijuana in the States every year, but we have to do a six month follow-up documented for us to license them again. And so I would say three quarters of the patients, are, it's about pain. And the first thing I look, I ask them and also want to make sure they're not lying. I go, are you taking narcotics? And they'll say yes or no. And most of them are saying no at this point with medical marijuana. But what we do anyway, and this is a, what we need to do, is we look at something called the PMP, the Prescription Monitoring Program. And it looks at all prescriptions that are given. And it's not only in Rhode Island, all different states. And we know if they're using prescriptions or not, if it's Ativan, narcotics, all those Schedule II drugs that we want to monitor. And I, we, we look at that with every single patient to make sure they're not lying to us. And if they are taking narcotics, I'll ask him, why are you still taking narcotics? And it's usually for something like it just had a surgery. But what I find is most patients are off narcotics or taking much less because of medical marijuana. And I think it's a better way to do it if you have that those chronic issues. Uh, because narcotics every day is just not good for you, as you know. Right. You, yeah. I mean, you're out there on the street with the the overdose and it's, yeah. it's sad. It's yeah. honestly sad. Especially now with, with all the lockdowns and people not knowing which way they're going, whether they're coming or going, you know, we had that conversation before, but here's what I want to ask you something. And this is your, and the reason why I want to ask you, because you're the doctor in one of these facilities and I get this a lot. And I had this thing cause I was actually trying to push medical marijuana or cannabis through the fire department. And there's always an issue of, of how it'd be, Cognitively, is it going to is it going to lower my 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 way of thinking? Am I going to be slower? Am, am I not going to be able to do my job? Or because or, I try to tell them it's not about getting high and eating a bunch of chips on, on the couch. It's about better. It's about preventative medicine and not waiting till like you said end of life or where it's too late that I can go there. We want to try to prevent this stuff. So the patients that you have seen, they're not all uh, retired patients. They're not patients that don't have jobs. They're not. They're not. They're all different ages. Have you seen any decline in their ability to perform their daily life on this? Or, or give us a little insight on that. You know, so I, a lot, and there's a lot of people that when they first come for the first time, they're not sure what to do about this. So I usually tell them, 
if you're really concerned about the psychoactive effect, there's two things that you can really do. First one is use CBD during the day that doesn't have the psychoactive effect and then use your THC at night and then you're, you're safer. But if you're going to use medical marijuana, you need to have a hybrid with a high percentage of CBD in it so you can get the THC effect. And you know, the CBD is what lowers the psychoactive effect. In fact, some of your overdoses on THC, the best way to to really treat them is just give them 100% CBD because they work at the same receptor level. THC binds to it. CBD works a little bit differently, makes that receptor work better, but the CBD is what makes that psychoactive effect less. So we really tell them if you want to use it during the day and you want to have better mentation, you need a hybrid with a high CBD dose with the THC. I, I really think that people that take it with just THC and no CBD in it really is for recreation, honestly. But with the, with the, the combination of the two, you're going to get medicinal effect from the CBD and that THC and have less psychoactive effects. So that's what we kind of tell them. I usually say, use CBD during the day, you know, and that's how I got into CBD, knowing that that's part of the medicinal effect of medical marijuana. And then use your THC at night if you're worried about the psychoactive effect. But those are, you know, those are the good questions we have with patients because, you know, like you said, we're seeing patients from from autism that are in their youth all the way to 90 year olds. And everybody has different questions of, for, you know, what they what they're looking for. So that's what's very interesting about it. It's not, it's not everybody does the same thing. So let me ask you this. Um with your treatment being part of the Department of Health, are, are you collecting data to show that these treatments are working? Is it is, is there you collecting any information type of stuff to show that this is something that needs to be readily more available everywhere? Right. We what we're documenting is that, and we could do more than that. But what we're documenting that is improving. We've we'll ask them every six months or even every year on the research. How you doing? We know what you're using it for. Are you taking narcotics? The first thing, are you taking pain? This is for pain patients. Are you taking any schedule two drugs? Is it getting better? You know, and then we look at, are, is it improving, not improving? Is it helping? The one thing that we're not doing is we don't have really good objective data. It'd be nice to say, okay, your pain's a 10 when we started this. What is it now? And I think we could do more of that to, to put more clinical studies. And um, I actually, and this is somebody you can talk to too. There's a, um, a website called zips, zippz.com. And it's, it's interesting. It's a, um, I think he's doing a little bit more than what I'm doing. He's, it's almost like you go onto the website and you put in your symptoms and there's different CBD with different other natural botanicals that helps with it's for sleep or anxiety. He hasn't gotten to the pain aspect of it, but he does it more for anxiety and sleep. And what they're doing as well is they have some doctors on board doing research and taking in clinical data is something they're definitely doing that extra step that I like about that. But that's something that we can we talked about. We just have to put that together uh, because we have the patients as thousands of patients. Right. Exactly. Most of most of what I tell people is my anecdotal experience, you know, I, and it does work. Right. And that, that's the biggest thing. And that's why I think that's what mo that's why it's interesting that. And again, not only interesting, but awesome that your Department of Health is on board with you guys, because that's the biggest thing that we found with us talking to a lot of people. They're like, no, no, there's 
you have no studies. There's nothing, you know, you can keep bringing these information, but you know, there's no doctors backing it. And I'm building a clinical research facility out in, in the Costa Rica, which is actually going to do perform some, some research on CBD, cannabis, and as well as psychedelics. And one of the things we found through our researchers that we found were like, even the doctors doing the research they're they were telling us, we didn't even know cannabis worked on this stuff. So you got these research doctors that are saying they're doing the research for data that didn't even know, didn't even know anything about the product themselves. So one of the biggest things we need to get out is basically education to other doctors. It's like yourself. And so you can see, tell other people about your experiences and how you guys did it so that other doctors can jump on the bandwagon. That's just my own opinion. Well, it's funny you talked about the Department of Health on board with us. It took us two and a half years to get that license. And, you know, we submitted what we wanted to do and we had these meetings and two things is what got us the license. There was one meeting where we had three or four patients come in and say how it changed their life. If it was for pain issues or, uh, you know, one of the criteria for muscle spasms with MS, uh, we had, you know, we had three, they just were just, they're just saying how this has worked and we need to have a place to help ETL for patients to get licensed. But the other thing that really, I think, got them to do it was one woman said, you're doing all these things to help license and all these steps. Why are you not having a consultant tell you what to tell us on, on the steps on the licensing? And we said, listen, we're the, this is the first practice ever to try to do this. We're the trailblazer here. We're the people that are going to be the first people that are trying to get this license. And we don't just want to open up a shop and make money and sign people's license and have them come every year. We want to do this so you're on board and we're going to do it the right way as a clinical practice. And that's when everybody's eyes opened up and go, you know what? These people are really trying to do it the right way. And then we got the license within a couple of months after that. And then obviously we were on some type of, you know, evaluation to see if everything went well. We had our charts we get our charge checked every six months. Somebody comes in of it, make sure everything's fine. And we're at a point now that we're a really, really good standard with them. That's, that's awesome. And here's something, I, we talked about this a little bit last time, and I, I get this a lot. Uh, kids, and you do a lot with, well, like you were saying, with, with younger kids with issues, but a lot of people are afraid to give their kids CBD or something for their anxiety or maybe to help them sleep. They're still iffy on the kids part saying like, it, you know, it needs to be more of, a, of an adult use. And I'm like, no, it doesn't really have to be an adult use. You can still safely give it to kids. That's correct. Right. Oh, I agree. So I have at least uh, six to half a dozen, uh, you know, six a dozen families that use CBD and we use and the, and the families that are worried about THC, well, you give them an isolate program, you know, type of product and and they're good with that. And we use start with low dosing and it works great for these young kids. I kind of get that anxiety if it's anxiety at school, exam anxiety, just their general wellness it works really, really well with just CBD. Um, and the small amount of THC, I don't find it's any issue. You know, the, one, the only thing that somebody asked me about medical marijuana, high doses of THC in a, in a brain that's, you know, maturing, Right. There's, there's an issue with that. And that's where you have to watch it. But I, I've had really good results with patients that are using it for anxiety that are young children. And, you know, there's a lot of anxiety going on now. Now, one of the um, the indications in this state is autism with THC. 
And that was just approved a couple years ago. And we've had some good and, and, and no effects with that. So with autism, it's very specific that we have to approve it, that it's the right diagnosis. But when we also have to get a letter from the pediatrician that they've done so many steps and agree with this alternative therapy. And I have to say, it doesn't help them all. Um, and it, it, but I would say about 50% of them get a really good response with a CBD, with, uh, with THC in it, that, that's stronger than you would get over the counter. And I think that really has a good role for those patients with autism to help with their aggression, their agitation. And those, those kids I see really well with, you know, the kids that, that use CBD for anxiety, they have issues at school, they just need something to help them with tests. And, and we've also found autism here in the state. It's, it's been helpful with the medical marijuana program. That's great. That's great. All right. I'm going to put you on the spot here because I know there, there was research that was put out the other day about saying that hemp can actually help stop the, the spread of COVID. In your, <laughs> in your practice, have you had any patients? Because I told you my, my personal antidote that I, you know, I just jacked myself up when I got COVID being a firefighter. I said, okay, I'm healthy. I'm just going to eat healthy. I'm going to jack myself up on CBD and I'm just going to treat my symptoms with the CBD and my, you know, the natural stuff if I need it, not worry about it. And five days I was, I was up and back, back ready to go. But have you right. heard any, any anecdotal things in your, your own patients? I haven't heard anything. The only thing I have to say is in my own self as well, I use CBD after my vaccinations and I really didn't have any side effects after the vaccinations. And I thought that worked really well. So that was my own experience. I would get the, I took a 50 milligrams of CBD before the, the vaccination and I took it about an hour later. And I tell you, I, I felt really good. I had a sore arm, but that was it. I wasn't, uh, you know, some people feel really sick after their, their vaccination. Uh, I felt really well, but I haven't had any patients say that they've been using, you know, CBD or marijuana to help with their, their COVID issues. Um, I I know, I think it could help. I don't see any reason why I'm trying not not to use it. Right. Um, I'm not sure. One thing that we worry about I'm not, I'm not, you're probably about to say the same thing I'm going to say. I'm not sure about inhaling the inhalation aspect of, yeah, of taking right. it when, when it's in your lungs right. and all that. I don't see that as a smart maneuver. But like no. maybe if you take it like in an edible or take it like in a, in a, right. in a, in a capsule formula or maybe I, in an oil yeah. formula, I can see it lowering the inflammation of what's causing you problems. But, you know, right. like I said, I never got vaccinated and I just used my CBD. And I'm pretty sure I got the Omicron a couple of weeks ago. It still tested yep. negative, but it, I was... I just, that yeah, was more so of a, I, of a but I should ask, I actually, I should ask patients because I talk to them all the time. Every, I see, I talk to at least, um, the whole practice really run by nurse practitioners. I oversee everything and I like to talk to patients. Um, usually I do Monday nights, the only have time to do anything with all my other physician jobs. I'm going to start asking about that, about the COVID and the marijuana. I'd be interested. So it's it's in an interesting question. I would be interested in wondering on the percentage of your patients of the marijuana clinic, uh, how many of them did get, get COVID just, right. You know, it just, it'd be an interesting subject to find out. Right. I would say like, just them bringing it up. It's like 20% of them have mentioned, oh, I just got COVID or I was exposed. But uh, no, that's interesting. That's a funny story though. 
<laughs> that uh, that I have to I have to find that that study or that article. It's really interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I thought it was like because there's 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 a few people online saying, oh yeah, it does it. It helps and. You know, like I said, it, it does it help does. with your immune system. It does help right. with an anti-inflammatory. You know, these are all kind of te- technical symptoms that COVID does have. You know, I, I'm not, again, I'm no doctor. I just did right. my own my own personal test on myself and yeah. it seemed to work. It, it worked out fine. But it would be interesting to find out if actually the inflammation aspect of CBD or, or right. cannabis would actually better. definitely fight, especially in the earlier stages. I'm not saying right. in the later stages, but definitely in the early stages, it would be definitely an interesting thing if they continued because right. they only did it in a right. test tube. They found it in a test tube. They haven't did any actually real real right. studies on anybody. So right. if you do it on somebody, it'd be interesting to read that after. I know. We're never going to get really great studies until marijuana becomes a schedule, you know, two drug, being that it's a schedule one drug. Well, we're never going to get really that great. That is the roadblock. We're never going to get really great studies until I open in the third quarter this year. And then I'm pretty much sure, because we're backed by several hospitals and right. a couple of universities. So we're not, we're like, we're like your clinic. We're not doing it just to be a resort kind of retreat area. Right. We're doing it to be a clinic to help a support the, the population of Costa Rica. But also, like you said, we need these type, we need this data. We need to right. somehow, we need real professional data to push this through so that people understand what they can actually right. get from this plant. I know. I agree. I agree a hundred percent. But like, again, that's the, this whole thing that I can't believe that marijuana is a schedule one drug is it's, it's insane. It's insane. And so when you look at like NIH grants, you know, they're they're not going to put a lot of money into, uh, you know, you know, schedule one drugs, that's heroin, cocaine, street drugs, LSD. That's, you know, marijuana shouldn't fit into that role. It's, it really, I don't, I don't know how to change that because even like when you think about people saying about medical marijuana, it's medical. Why is my insurance not covering it? Well, Medicare is never going to in- cover this as a schedule one drug. It's got to go to a schedule two drug. They've got to be clinical trials. And then, and then once Medicare decides this is, has some medical applications, we'll cover it. All the other private insurance is going to follow. Yep. That, I agree with you 100% on that aspect of it. So, so, so what's, what's going on new in your life? What's happening lately? What's going on besides being jam-packed at work with COVID and everything else? <laughs> my, my issue is I have four teenagers in my house. So one's in college, you know, two are in high school, one's in eighth grade, three boys and a girl. So they keep me busy. You know, I got a couple of figure skaters, a couple of kids play hockey. It's, it's insane running around. And then, you know, my wife is uh, busier than I am. She just became the chief medical officer at the VA in Providence. So um, that's a big, stressful job that she's taken it on uh, with, you know, with all her energy. She's the first one there, last one home. And it's, uh, I'm pretty, really proud of her. She's just unbelievable. She's way more ambitious than I am. I couldn't do what she does. There's no <laughs> way. I do a lot of things, but it's unbelievable. So all of that is made for a busy family. You know, now that now that the holidays are over, that's why I actually reached out to you. I'm like, I finally have a moment to talk to you, Gary, because <laughs> I'd love to talk to you all the time. But I was I, like I said, I was I would look look into this zips.com, Z-I-P-P-Z.com. The guy's really interesting about using again CBD and making it more personalized. And he was somebody who had problems with sleep, added some botanicals, trying to get some more research, like we all want. 
so we know what to do. And uh, he was really, really uh, fun to talk to. His name is Scott Eagle. And um, I definitely uh, think that if people are looking for CBD products, it's a place to go to. I mean, I have my website. Um, for me, what I want to be is like what, they're, what we're doing for medical marijuana. You know, if you have a question, we have a practice. If you're looking for more CBD questions, which you don't need a license, you can call me at any time. Uh, you know, it's four. And that's not just for patients. That's for physicians as well. Anybody, for- yeah, four hundred one. Yeah, anybody, four hundred one six seven eight six four two zero. Or the website's backtobasicsllc.com. But you know, like like you, like I, I I'm doing this for education. This doesn't. Uh, this is just fun to do. I, I right. make really hardly any money off it. It's kind of it's really more fun than anything else. Right. Because it's something to talk about to help people get better naturally. And, you that's, know, that's phar- pharmaceutical drugs have so many side effects. I would and rather see pharmaceutical drugs have them be at the end of life last resort. Right. Not that's the other exactly. way around. Let, and I do, and I do hospice. And that's what I say to my nurses. Like they'll have all these medication. I'm like, let's just get the comfort measures. This is what we want. You know, don't go crazy. Let's use what always works. That's what it's for. Right. And you know, it's amazing. My hospice patients, and sometimes it's the family, they're worried about addiction to morphine <laughs> when they're at, and like, what, what do you mean? Addiction to what? Their, their life expects less than six months. You, is that what you're worried about? I mean, it's some people are just, but you know, it's, I do have, we have about 50 to 75 patients. I have at least always about five to six that are either on CBD every day for their symptoms, or we get them a medical marijuana license. One thing we did do in this state was we got hospice patients when they need to get a license and it's hospice and you're right there from hospice, they get their license for free. There's no cost. That's Unfortunately, the marijuana costs money, you know, in the dispensary, but at least we got that, that wave. So if there's a letter that says they're in hospice, they get it immediately and it's, and it's great. So we've done, we've done some good things in Rhode Island. Slow going. This is the most regulated state in the, in the world. It's unbelievable. I mean, Rhode Island's funny. It's a democratic state, but it's really a bunch of conservative Republicans that are really running. I'm telling you, that's what it is. This state's (laughs) crazy. You know, it's nuts. But it's a great state to live in. I love living here. So besides the, besides your, your website and the phone number you gave out, are you on any social medias or anything else? I know you don't, probably don't have time for that. People wanted to yeah, follow no, they, see you, what you were yeah. doing up to. Where would they go? Well, I have um, – we have an Instagram. We have um, we have a Facebook. And, you know, the best thing is the websites, backtobasicsllc.com. You can always – you can always email me through there. Just call me. Like I said, 401-678-6420. I do do a podcast, um, it's CBD health podcast. And most of the times I just sit and just talk, think about something that people might want to listen to. And like, like I'll, I'll, after this, I'll take this and I'll stick it on there too, for more promotions for you guys too. So I that's love awesome. Talking to you. That's but this cool. is fun. No, this is I love talking about it because it does have a role and it definitely helps. It, it, and it, people are just confused about it. The, the the thing what I liked about talking to you is that you're exactly like you said, you're not the the, the old hothead from way, way, way ago that tried to get into the business. You're not this. You were somebody who was like me, who was out of the business and thought about something that somebody who needed help may be interesting. And then you saw how much benefit was. And he says, this is ridiculous. We need to to actually teach this to everybody because even though we're not partaking in the, in the most of the stuff 
this stuff can help a lot of people. Right. Right. Exactly. Oh, absolutely. I mean, what's worse, THC or alcohol in this country? I mean, it's it definitely if you do it right, it really works well. I mean, that's and the only thing I have against it is, you know, you just don't want these kids in high school to start it and then they lose their ambition. And then then where do they go from there? That's the one thing that that you get a little concerned about. But outside of that, it, it has a role and right. it's safe. Right. It really yeah. is. Well, Dr. Rocco, I appreciate you coming on my show again. It was actually fun catching up with you. Let, yeah. Let's do it again in a couple of months. What yeah. Do you think? I'll, I'll reach out to you like in a, next month for another month. <laughs> Definitely. Oh, I'd love to talk about anything. We don't have to talk about it. We talk about other stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. You have a great day. You're great. Thanks for having me again, Gary. Good dudes grow 2.0. Thank you for tuning in. If you're still listening to this, that means you gained something out of this episode. So make sure you share it with a friend, leave a review, and subscribe so you never miss an episode of...